Osiris. Hey, this is Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters, and this podcast is part of the Osiris podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and music. Osiris. Welcome in to episode 85 of the Bluest Tape. I am Harvey Couch alongside Jeff Kolath. And thanks for joining us as we take our journey through the live catalog of Widespread Panic. And uh, welcome to any new listeners that we may have um, picked up and drug along from our last episode, the uh, crossover with uh, RJB from the Helping Friendly podcast. Did you get a chance to, to listen, Jeff? I listened to our episode with RJ. I have, I need to listen to your episode with uh, with him. Yeah, there was a really good. Um, what do they call them? Tweet tweets. Uh, Ed Rose Grimson on Twitter <laughs> said, um, uh, "Freshest fish take in forever." Seriously, and then then no no so colon and then my quote from the show is that a song that they play is it a good song (laughs) fire Uh, emoji fire emoji right and then vomit vomit face (laughs) who right i don't know right right and i think uh and then he like came back and was like no i mean seriously it was that was a pretty hot take (laughs) or you know it was a pretty good take wow and uh so yeah so got some positive feedback from that so that was a lot of fun I uh, I give you a lot of credit for for taking a deep dive with RJ in the fish crowd. Um, you are a much more patient person than me, which I'm sure the folks have picked up on during the course of our uh, mm-hmm. uh, podcast here. I mean, it's because you, your your southernness, your uh, New Orleansness, whatever. Me being a an uptight northerner, you know. I'm a li- I'm a Libra too. So. Oh, you're a Libra too. Okay. Well, anyway, maybe that has something to do with it, but uh, but no, I think it's uh, it's commendable to take one for the team and to try to bring some uh, additional shine to the bluest tape. Yeah, no, and it and it was it really it was fun, and I enjoyed. I mean, I, there was a lot. Of, I listened to three shows that he picked out, and um, it was the, the there was a he picked out a ninety two, a ninety seven, and then one of the Baker's Dozen, which was I guess seventeen. And uh, I enjoyed the 92 quite a bit because that was when I first, like it had a lot of stuff off Rift, which is sort of when I first started listening to Fish. And so I liked those songs. Um, the 97, I didn't really like at all. And then the 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 Baker's Dozen show, I, I mean, all the stuff that I've listened to from that run, I really enjoy. It's, it's you know, they definitely get out there, but it's it seems a little more concise than they were uh, earlier in their careers. So. Yeah, I think that's probably true. It's just so hard. It's sort of like, okay, this is how I sort of imagine it. It's my dad. My dad is going to be 74 years old this year. My dad hasn't eaten a peanut since 1949, mm. which is a remarkable 
Escape. Kind of makes, kind of makes me want to eat a peanut right now. I know, but it's like it's ridiculous that there's somebody in my life that hasn't done done something for yeah. seventy years. Right. That's my. To me, it's sort of like, but he had a bad experience with the peanut mm-hmm. early on in his life. I had a really bad experience mm-hmm. with fish early yeah. on in my life. Right. That just like totally colored my opinion of it, and it was. I think I, I don't know if I've said this before, and if I have, it's eighty-five episodes, so sue me if I can't remember everything we've ever talked <laughs> about. But um, sitting in a dorm room, the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, with some friends, and this guy and my future roommate and, and good friend Ryan brought his tapes of the Alpine '96 Fist Show mm. to to play with a bunch of guys who were either listening to the Dead or the Allman Brothers almost exclusively at that point, and 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 Panic, but mostly a lot of Dead and Allman Brothers. And he played it, and he thought we would really like it because it's when they covered Whipping Post, mm. and it was terrible. <laughs> and they like laughed their way through it, yeah. and I was so mortally offended by yeah. it that I yeah, literally yeah. I don't think I've gotten over it. Right. No, Which is to- uh, totally no, absurd, but it's no. like I can't, I can't get past it. No, it's Still. completely. I buy, I'm with you on that, and and we even got into that a little bit about, um, you know, uh, about what a cover means, you know, and mm-hmm. that I think they do definitely do some covers that you know with, um, you know, uh, tongue firmly planted in cheek yeah and no what i get what i was saying was i think they definitely do some that are that they do earnestly you know like yeah. but but there are definitely some that they do uh tongue in cheek which you know i feel it not i don't know if i'm gonna say it's disrespectful but you know it's like i don't know i feel like if you're playing somebody else's music then you need to do your best to you know uh do it right you know uh, in whatever way that is but you know but not make fun of it i guess so no, we we got into that a little bit. Um, so yeah, you just have to listen to the to the pod. But um, all right, well that's enough of that. I don't want to get it. If you want to hear it, if you know if you haven't heard last week's uh, Blues tape, check that out uh, with RJB. What, what did you think about? We went a little bit back and forth on the musical selections. Um, the the one thing that I did regret a little bit. So if you haven't heard it, I gave RJ three panic shows to listen to. Did um, Huntsville '96, Louisville '97, and then the second night of uh, Halloween, New Orleans '2000. Um, the one thing I regret was that I didn't do a wider um, variety of eras. You know, like I probably should have done a, a '92 or '93 or even like a '91 show uh, to just to kind of give them a sense for where they were, uh, and then maybe a you know a mid mid nineties and then, you know, maybe a later era, 2000 or, or 2001 would, you know, but it was, you know, but I think like the, the Huntsville and the Louisville are, are, I mean, they're different shows, different types of shows, but they're, you know, the, the band sounds pretty similar as far as we you know where they were creatively. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. You play your best. Yeah. <laughs> you, right. you, you don't you don't put uh you don't you don't start the game with uh with with the scrubs you start with your best five yeah. you know and i, I think Fair you enough. start you start although the mardi gras new orleans pick was interesting just because it's fun but it's sort of a disaster yeah <laughs> well I, yeah i mean that was just something a fun that was, disaster right and i just thought it was interesting that that stuck stuck out to him um yeah you know and uh but 
not being knowledgeable of the band, just how it was for me listening to, to Fish, is that sometimes, you know, all that stuff kind of runs together um, if you don't know the songs. Uh, but a song like that sticks out, right? Because it is, it's different. And uh, obviously, good, good crowd reactions and stuff. I enjoyed it when it happened. I mean, you can. Uh-huh. Oh no, it was awesome! Yeah. But it's like in retrospect, at yeah. this during the show, you're like, "This is amazing!" And then you right. listen to the tape, like, "Jesus, they really botched that." <laughs> but it's fun, whatever. Um, okay, so what uh, what are we doing this week, Jeff? <laughs> you just told me, and I sort of forgot. But I we're, think doing, that, we're doing we're doing uh, we're doing a spring '99. There you go. Twentieth uh, anniversary of the spring '99 tour. Um, and I, you know, I wanted to celebrate the anniversary of this tour. It's a great tour. I think it's one of, um, I mean, I think it's one of their best tours, honestly. And it only go, and going back to listen to it to try to find some stuff to pick out for the show, like even reaffirmed my opinion. I mean, like I listened to some stuff I had not heard either in a long time or ever and was like kind of blown away. And, um, it seemed like they were in a point where they were really uh, stretching their legs a lot, you know, and um, exploring, you know, almost every song was getting some, some exploration. So uh, I'm not going to call it the last great tour. Cause I think maybe fall 2000, you can maybe make a case summer 01, but fall 2000 probably, but, but this spring 99, definitely. Um, Cause I'm not a huge fan of 98. And so then to see the band come back, so strong spring 99 uh it, it holds a special place for me yeah i think 99 starts off really strong and then sort of there's a gradual sort of ramping down <laughs> obviously there's some no i mean there's some great moments in yeah. the fall and we've talked about the same with the warfield run and obviously new orleans is mm-hmm. new orleans mm-hmm. but it, it's nothing compared to the start of the year. And plus at the end of the year is when you get Jojo synth freak out starting to enter into the mix too. And it's pew, ex- pew. Ex- yeah, exceedingly long drums. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's, the, but these shows are pretty, there's some really creative playing in the first couple of shows of the spring tour, uh, we'll play the, something from the first show. We played something from the second show from Salem, Virginia already. Um, but there's really good stuff kind of throughout this tour. And then of course it cl- sh- closes down with one of the best three show runs the band ever did in Myrtle beach, which yeah. I think we're doing an episode about Myrtle beach. Yeah, I um, think we should, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get there. We got a lot of things to, and obviously the Jazz Fest show, uh, the Municipal Auditorium show from Five One, which yeah. is pretty strong too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a good tour, and I think it's you know it's mostly Southern shows, with the exception of Philly, Columbus, and Ann Arbor. Um, it's all in the South. Yeah, and a lot of college campus shows. Um, yeah. You know, which always seems to to be fun, um, crowd wise. So, so yeah. But, uh, so I think, well, we got three selections for this, but I suppose we should talk about our recommendations for the week. Do you have a recommendation, Harvey? I do. Yeah. So um, there is, I think if anybody follows me on Twitter, I think I retweeted this from my personal account, but and it's at Harvey Couch if you want to follow. But um, the uh, the Reading Fightin' Phils, or the, the AA affiliate of the Phillies, um, 
they started like uh, it started on January third. I don't know if it was every day, but for however many consecutive tweets, um, did the the James Earl Jones speech from the Field of Dreams? They did like the first word of each tweet was the word was you know the next word in that speech. So it's like the one that goes up to people or is the people will come Ray. And so then it's like each, you know, each of the subsequent tweets, just the first word is the next word in the speech. And then it's about whatever. I mean, the tweets themselves are completely unrelated to field of dreams. They're just about the team or whatever, but um, it was, it was really cool that they on, uh, on April 8th, they tweeted, you know, they ended up the whole thing. People will come Ray. And they said, go, go read the, first word of our tweets and you just scroll back and you read the whole thing. It's so cool. Um, it's just a really original use of social media. But then it was like, you know, I love that speech. I love that movie. And so then I found it was on Hulu. So I fired it up and watched feel the dreams for the first time in like several years, um, earlier this week. And, um, man, what a great movie. Such a great movie. People will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Yeah, so that's my recommendation: is is Field of Dreams, and then the the Reading Fight and Phil's Twitter feed. My uh, my favorite part of that movie is still uh, Terrence Mann's character when he's trying to get Ray out of his apartment, and he says, "Peace, love, dope." Now get <laughs> the hell out. That's amazing. How about this? Peace, love, dope. Now get the hell out of here. Terrence Mann's character. You mean James Earl Jones' character, Terrence Mann? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he really yeah, took over the role. Yeah, um, yeah. so so good. So, yeah, it's, anyway. it's a it's a good movie. It's not a not a cutting edge uh, recommendation, but no. Um, so my recommendation is a book. Um, which depending on when you listen to it, it's a new book. It just came out this week. We are recording on the 10th, I believe. Um, 11th. 11th. God, I'm already off. Um, it's called The Hill to Die On by uh, Jake Sherman and Anna Palmer. And those of you in the jam band community that pay attention to politics will certainly know who Jake Sherman is. Jake is a... Uh, and Anna, both are senior writers for Politico. They are behind the Politico Playbook, which is a central reading um, every morning um, for what sort of a what is going on in Washington and what is happening on various fronts. Uh, great links um, tells you who is seen and being seen in Washington, but also it's a great if you don't want to wade through your Facebook feed or your Twitter feed or the Post or Times or Wall Street Journal or whatever it might be. Politi- Political playbooks are a great place to go. But Jake Sherman is a devout uh, Fish, Grateful Dead, Phil and Friends fan mm-hmm. and tweets a lot about Fish, tweets a lot about uh, – went and saw the Wolf Brothers this spring and tweeted a lot about Bobby. Um, makes references when he's doing uh, hits on MSNBC with his pal Katie Turr. They oftentimes will make fish references during their interviews. Right. Um, I would love to have him on the show, actually. Um, but now he's big time because he wrote this great book. But this book well, no, is a- now he needs, he needs publicity. So this That's is he's probably on, on a publicity tour. This is your but, opportunity. Uh, 
it's a great book. I've just I just started it, but I've been a fan of Jake's work um, for a long time. His Twitter feed's awesome, but it's basically about life in Washington and during during from inauguration until the midterm elections, and he and Anna pull or have this ability to pull quotes out of congressmen and women who um, are very very talkative people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And really, basically, the agreement was we'll talk to you and you can quote us, but you can't quote us. You can't say anything about this until the book comes out. So there's a lot of stuff about uh, trying to repeal Obamacare and the tax bill fight and the midterms and just life, life with Trump. But it's if you're if you're into politics, it's a great book. It's getting really sterling reviews from commentators on both sides of the aisle, plus regular book reviewer folks. So. The Hill to Die On. Cool. That's my recommendation. All right. So, Widespread Panic. Widespread Panic. So, Spring 99. And I think it, what's funny about this tour for me is again, you know, going to the Everyday Companion. We haven't talked about Everyday Companion's new feature, have we? Yeah. No, I gave. Uh, I, I, I texted Ted as soon as I saw that and was like, good job, man. <laughs> so, so links to the re-listen uh, pages, you know, uh, powered by panic stream on every, on every yeah. page. That's pretty awesome. One stop so, shop. I told um, him um, when I, when I first went on there and I don't know if they've, I think they've fixed it. Yeah. When I first got on it, when you clicked it, it, it opened in the same tab so it basically took you out of Everyday Companion into Relisten, and I was like, man, you need to set that to be open in a new tab so that I can listen to it, but then go back to Everyday Companion and browse around. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, that's a great idea. And that's what they did. So, oh, look at that. You're yeah. contributing. You deserve Making a things happen, yes. But it's always, you know, we talked about doing this episode and started listening to some things. And there's obviously shows I'm pretty familiar with. But then you just start poking around. And again, we always just find new things that are really, really good. And I think the first selection from this night fall or for tonight for tonight falls into that. And that's from the opening show of the tour and from Hampton City College, a place they had played, you know, several times. And. I don't recall a show, a second set of a show with so few songs that stretch out as much as this does, especially with as songs that aren't normally stretched out like these are. Um, yeah, I mean, it's essentially, I guess, a, a six-song second set, second set. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like 99 was the year where they were doing that more, you yeah. know? Um, I know that Whitefish show. Uh, yes. It's and got, uh, Boise too. You know, so Whitefish has from. has seven seven songs second set. Um, Boise is Boise has six six six, six plus drums. Yep. So um, so yeah, that's right up there. I, I would say those are. I, I can't think of any that are less than six. Um, at least not like you know uh, something where the you know police stopped it or you know a festival set or something like that. But a, a traditional. You know, hour forty minutes, second set, uh, less than six songs. But uh, but this is a great segment, and 
if you look at the companion, it says that they played Love Tractor three times. Mm. This is not this is not Panic's version of eleven twenty one seventy three where they did in and out of playing in the band three times. Like it just it just isn't the case. I disagree with the Love Tractor, the second Love Tractor um, after One Arm Steve. Yeah, but, um, I mean I think you, it's no yeah I, I think it's a little liberal it's a liberal use of uh, of that. I think there's a little bit of a theme there, but I don't think it's really qualifies as a uh, all out you know back end but i love uh, i love this show and like you said um i think we might you and i might be on somewhat different pages with regards to 98 i don't think it's it you know it's a it's a good year of shows but i understand why it's not your favorite but i do think it's pretty solid but this this show means business yeah and let's get it started um but the second set, uh, Kirby Fieldhouse, Hamden Sydney College, no, April 8th, 1999. And we're going to get it started with Love Tractor. Thank you. 
First selection of the night, Widespread Panic, April 8th, 1999, from Hampton Sydney College in Virginia. Right at the start of the second set, Love Tractor, into One Arm Steve, into Genesis, into a slow porch song. Um, again, on paper, this just looks like pretty standard fare. You would think that maybe this was a first set uh, selection, definitely with a Gen- Genesis is a frequent first set song, and porch song is a f- frequent first set closer, but um this is a bit of a sleeper show these one arm steve runs in excess of 10 minutes genesis runs in excess of 10 minutes porch song is really strong headed into drums um a lot of stretching out but tight and with direction i think here um a nice little these the next night is when they do the intro jams uh the intro jam to disco and you start to see it a little bit of that well there's an intro jam to love tractor, love tractor. i was just gonna on say this too, yeah you start to see the uh, the beginnings of that with this these little little bits of bursts of creativity. So this is a good this is a good show. It definitely sets the tone for a really great tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I liked it a lot. Um, the port song uh, struck me like it was definitely a slow port song, but it seemed like the drum there was a little more drums than they usually had. Like it, it kept it moving a little more than a, a traditional port song a slow port song you know mm-hmm. um i don't know it just sort of had that that kind of train beat underneath which i thought was pretty cool so yeah i enjoyed this good pick yay um i like it when you appreciate my picks harvey mm-hmm. um so we'll go on to the second selection and this is a show that's made the rounds quite a bit uh panic or horace released it as a port song's on the uh, band's site or, way back when. Uh, was it or is it a, was it a podcast? I think it was one of the podcasts. Oh, podcast. It was a podcast. Yeah. Right, you're right. Yeah. Um, but that's 414, one of the two northern, one of the three northern shows that they did this tour, uh, Philadelphia on the 10th, Columbus on the 13th, of which a soundboard exists of that show. And then this show in Ann Arbor, Michigan on the 14th uh i'd enjoy how they play ohio state and michigan university of michigan on back-to-back nights mm-hmm. um but uh i'm surprised you didn't go to this were you you weren't up north at this point i guess I was, in, no no i was at school but ohio is okay. so far and, no i meant uh, the ann arbor oh no that's far too and there are weeknight okay. weeknight shows um yeah. we could only you know we were dedicated college students harvey I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was trying to graduate at that point. So, and plus they were playing the show at home in my home. So that made it easier to skip some other stuff. But, uh, we got a selection here from the second set, a nice little sandwich that gets it started with rock.
4.14.99 from the Michigan Theater in Ann Arbor, Michigan. You heard a second set, which started with Tallboy and then into Rock and I'm Not Alone and back into Rock, which is, I I think is like maybe the most underrated sandwich song. Like that. I don't feel like they don't do it that much, but when they do, I always enjoy it. It's a great, yeah, it's a great sandwich song because there's a, there is sort of a natural spot to bring it back. In, yeah. You know, um, and Jay, and this is, I've been, I listened to a lot of, um, while you were attending, while you were doing a show and talking about fish and various other things, I was spending my time listening to spring 97, mm-hmm. um, specifically like three twenty one twenty two like that little run of shows up in the Northwest. Um, and talking about like little unique jams and interstitials and things, those shows, I think it's the 21st has a, has a bunch of them, but there's like some really great JB moments in those shows. And we'll get to those eventually, I would assume. Um, but so here, here's, I'm sorry. Good. I was just going to say, like, I was listening to those and then I jumped into this stuff. And so I've been listening to JB a lot closer and listening to the 19 stuff. And I just, I just love, I mean, we always, we haven't talked about engaged JB in a while, but uh, the, the number of songs that the slide comes out and then the aggressive, the aggression is a, is, is an important component of engaged JB. No, for sure. Um, Especially in a song like rock, you gotta love the slide. Uh, So historical rock sandwiches uh they did them twice in uh march of 96 uh in little rock and then johnson city and then they did it um twice in the spring of 99 and then once in the summer of 99 and then again in the in the european tour so that's six and then they did it uh 11 19 2000 is seven and then they did it once with uh, george in 2003 and that's it they haven't done it since then wow so uh so seven times with hauser once with mcconnell and and none since seems i mean i, I don't know i mean i think it, i think it works as well as any other you know i mean we talked about this before but i mean i think obviously driving song you know works really well as a sandwich i think proving ground does too but i mean beyond that I don't, you know, I think it's rock is as good as any of the other ones. Mm. Proving ground, you know. Papa's chili. Mm, I don't know. Fish I water. Mean, no, see, because I think those songs are like, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's as good though. I mean, I'm not saying that rock is a better song than those songs, but just as far as like it, it it's in its role as a split song. I think it's, you know. I think yeah. you just I think you just said that rock is the best song that Panic's ever done. That's right. Yes. That's what you just said. Super hot take. <laughs> Super hot take. I'm full of hot takes, man. I've just been <laughs> dropping <laughs> them left and right. <laughs> I got them all about fish and you know. Um so after playing in Ann Arbor, they take a day off and they head south. They go to another college campus. They go to Starkville, Mississippi, and play outdoors at the MSU Amphitheater, which we've covered in the past. Narkville. And then, <laughs> and then we head uh, back to the north, a little bit north, and we head to Huntsville, Alabama, which is uh, four seventeen ninety nine, which we've also covered. I believe we covered the uh, part of the opening, the first set. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got something from the second set here, which, um, of course, the second set is 
mostly known for the return of Down on the Farm after a 226-show absence, Down on the Farm, Porch, Gradle, Blackout Blues to start the second set, which is pretty strong. And again, it's sort of like the lawyers, guns, and money. I'm sure everybody gets sick of us talking about this, but it's sort of it's not to that extent. But I just remember we were we were on the floor in the first set, and we moved up to the seats in the second set, and there was this guy sitting in front of us who was um, imbibing in in in, in, a, in a combustible substance quite heavily. Hmm. And uh, I just remember after the show, we just kept going down on the farm, <laughs> down on the farm i don't know it just is like every time i hear that song i think about this guy and i was wondering what i was wondering what happened to him he's probably uh a senator um but uh great part of the uh, start of the second set and then the portion of the drums again sort of like how do we this is a great little four song run how do we top it well we come back with three panic classics um that get started this this is a great segment yeah, so we'll get things started with the uh, bluest tape favorite diner.
Nights Were Panic, April 17th, 1999, from the Von Braun uh, Civic Center Hall Arena, I guess, in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, middle of the second set, just before drums, Diner into Tie Your Shoes into Ride Me High. Three Panic classics, back to back to back, all really excellent versions of each of those songs, all extended mm-hmm. versions of each of those mm-hmm. songs. Um, it's just one of those things where again, after that opening first four thing, which is sort of the succinct, nice little bang, 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 four, so- four shorter songs played very well together. They come back with that. And it's like, Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it I is- like that. I like that structure, you know, yeah, I mean, I like good. it like a really, you know, kind of get you going with some quick bang, bang, bang. And then it's like, all right, now let's get, let's get loose here. <laughs> I just, uh, it was, such, it, this is such a great show. It's one of my favorite shows that I ever went to. Um, I li- uh, probably this one, this is probably one of the more frequent, like, let's listen to something that I'm familiar with that I can either engage with or put in the background. And it's just sort of comforting shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I like it a lot. I think the, the playing is really great. The set list is awesome. First sets and inc- start of the first set's incredible. Um, this part's really great. And then the encore is, I mean, complete classic panic with pick and fish water. Yeah. I mean, that tall boy second set closer really, really did it for you though, right? <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> I probably wasn't mad at all. Um, no, actually. I, think I mean, after, I'm... after that, I mean, uh, you yeah. know, you can't ask for much after, after what no. you had seen oh, up to God, that point. No, so no, no, like, no, no, no. I think in, by spring of 99, I was still pretty, uh, I wasn't a uh, total full, like. Full jaded. You're full, just partially jaded. jaded. It's so funny because there's a a, guy, a, a friend here in, in Memphis that saw a bunch of shows when we were seeing shows, and he's diehard um, with the current band, and which is it's fun to talk to him. And he goes to yeah. so he still goes to a handful of shows, quite a bit. He goes with his sister, and um, he invited me over to do a couch tour a couple of weeks ago, and it just it didn't work out. Now I texted him and I said. Hey man, sorry I couldn't make it, but I'll make it over for a show later this uh, later this spring. And he said that's okay. You probably just sit around and talk about Mikey the whole time anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Things might be changing at the Bluest Tape, Joe. Uh, I know. I, we're going to get into that in the next episode. I have a feeling. Yeah. Um, but the part about but it, but you know obviously what he said you know made me laugh. But it is sort of this thing where he never went through any of this that we talk about here, mm. <laughs> you know, none of it. Every show that he's seen has been like joy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's and, great. man. It, it I mean, is that great, works. But at the same yeah. time, it's just like, I, it's just not in my nature to just, to give myself up to that, give myself, mm. give myself up like, and maybe it's because of the lack of, substances in my system for most of these shows or whatever it is i don't really know but i've never i mean people that have been with us the entire time and you certainly know it's like that is just so far outside of my realm of 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 capabilities to be like oh yeah man that was amazing how about Uh this show oh dude that show was incredible like uh (laughs) always a quibble but it but it is fun to talk to people that are like that and and not just like dude it was amazing it's like he just really, truly enjoys the shows that he goes to. So Jay, if you're listening, kudos to you. And the best, and the kind of bringing it full circle, Jay has uh, 
went to his first, I think he went to his first fish show last year. Huh. in nashville and like dug it and he's like nice. man i gotta go back to fish shows like the the people man they're just so nice they're just uh, so they're see just that's so what welcoming. i was like <laughs> like i i do i want to go back to if i don't want to turn this into you know the fishiest tape but um <laughs> I, I do i want to go back and i, I do i want to see him again now uh just you know they've changed i've changed uh, you know I, I will be more receptive but i am I am fearful of, of the, of the fans, you know? And I mean, there's no offense to you guys if there are any of you listening, but I don't know. It just seems like a different, seems like a different animal than what I'm used to experiencing at shows. But I, I hope, I hope I'm wrong, but maybe they've all gotten older and, and more mature than they were in the, in the mid nineties. I don't know. Maybe, uh, yeah, and I, again, I think fish fans somewhat get a bad rap for something that they really that and the band certainly, but I think the scene was not any of their fault, which was the, no. down, the downfall of the dead. Yeah, and, oh, for sure. And and summer '96 is just as they yeah, exploded, it's, it's and you terrible. Know, just, I mean, yeah. the stories you read about—I mean, it's been written, obviously, written about pretty extensively. Those last few summer tours, and obviously the just ridiculously tragic summer tour of 95 for the dead like there i mean panic has never gone through that and again there were there were hangers on and there were people definitely in the lot and people around it especially starting in 98 99 yeah there were more shady characters that were not there for the right reasons and i think some harder substances started to work it started to work their way into the scene a little bit more and there was just more of it around but never to the extent where it was just like this full on takeover. We really didn't mm-hmm. start to see it until fish went on their hiatus and never, they, that, that crew didn't have a place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but never to the point where they're breaking down fences and getting violent and doing stupid shit. Like those quote unquote deadheads were doing in 94 and 95. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really, it was just bad timing for, for the, for those guys. And I mean, that was, wasn't, I mean, in the same, I know. So they played uh, four nights at Red Rocks in summer '96, and then essentially got banned from Red Rocks. <laughs> and then didn't they? Didn't they do Jazz Fest in '96? And then they've never been back to Jazz Fest. Essentially, got because all the Wooks went and like started camping out on Jackson Square. Yeah, right, yeah. People in New Orleans were like, "Yeah, no, we don't do that. There's no, <laughs> there's no camping or drum circles in Jackson Square." But, um, so yeah, it was, that was a rough, that was a rough run there. But, um, anyway, we'll, we'll go, we should go (laughs) sometime. We should go sometime. Okay. We'll make a, (laughs) we'll make a pact. Um, First, we need to go see Panic together for the first time in, you know, 20 years or whatever. Yeah. I think we do. Um, are you, are, are you going to anything this summer? I guess nothing's really close to you except for Bonnaroo or not Bonnaroo, the shows in Mississippi and that's not close to you at all. So what am I saying? Yeah, no, I mean, no, I mean, I don't have plans to, uh, I mean, I guess really, you know, Atlanta next weekend is probably the closest thing. Oh, sure. Um, but you know, I'm, I don't want to go to a festival thing like that. Um, I mean, they, they tore up St. Augustine last year. That would be fun to go to, but you know, I just, I don't have any reason to go down there and spend a bunch of money for three nights. If I could, you know, tie it in with something else, it might make sense. But, um, yeah, I think I still have to be pretty, um, 
pretty uh, surgical with my <laughs> my choices, you know. Uh, for but but definitely, you know, I like. I hope that they, you know, book some more dates and uh, maybe come around here. I feel like they haven't been to the palace in a while. It might be a good good spot in the fall. I'm sure that they'll do the uh, ascend run again. That seems to be going to be an annual thing. Yeah. So we'll see. It'll be nice mm-hmm. in October. But. Yep. Maybe you can make it this time. Maybe, maybe. All right. Well, um, is that is that all of our spring ninety nine? That's all of our spring ninety nine. And again, I, I think we could probably do another whole episode of or two. Yeah, or two I mean, there's, 22, there's, 22, 23, 25, 27. Uh, yeah, obviously. the Pensacola on 428's really good. And then, the, you know, the, the House of Blues shows in Orlando right after that Huntsville show two nights the first night is really good and then the second night um i don't know if you remember like so that was the 42099 was the day of columbine and like that set is so sort of sad yeah <laughs> it's like um you know they play gimme and hope in a hopeless world and help me somebody and you know clo- encore's heaven blackout blues and it was just you know it wasn't quite as uh that's festive, but, um, but yeah, no, there's a lot more great stuff, uh, from this, from this tour. So the, di- the sure. dirty, the dirty deeds rap on 428. Yeah. Pensacola. That was fun. So anyway, and a great flip the bird on card for 28 too. With <laughs> singular chunk of coal. Well, anyway, well, thanks everybody for tuning in. Sorry. I've been uh, MIA of late, but Harvey, many thanks to you for holding down the fort and uh, hopefully expanding the listener base and uh, getting back in touch with your uh, good old Wook self. <laughs> yeah, it was buried down pretty far, but. Um... Did you get out the patchworks? And uh, just put them back on for fun. I, no, I mean those. I I wear those to work at least once a week. <laughs> when it's ninety degrees out, you're uh-huh. wearing your patchworks, of course. Yeah. Well, I have to wear pants. I can't wear shorts to work. So yeah. <laughs> I wonder what happened if I showed up wearing. I mean, I don't own. I don't own any. So I, I would have don't. to. I would have to acquire some. But I would wonder what my coworkers would say if I showed up. You uh, you started wearing your patchworks to work, and then instead of eating on your lunch break, you just practiced your devil sticks in the parking lot. <laughs> Sorry, that was low. I apologize for that. Uh, one. Not yeah. to you, but just to people out there. <laughs> Anyways, okay, okay. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in, and yeah, uh, we'll be back uh, next week. Where I think we're going to talk about some uh, contemporary panic, and uh, I'm 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 preparing for. Harvey to tell me how much his life has changed in the time that I've been away. I look forward to it. What, uh, where can people find us, Jeff? Um, I think that would be at bluest tape on the, uh, Twitter and uh-huh. the Facebook. And we have an email, I think. Yeah. Blue, we have bluest a G- tape 12 at gmail.com. I think, but you can also email. just go to our website, bluest uh, and have it has all those links to get to those places. And then, um, also, you can get a, a Blues Tape t-shirt if you want to help support the podcast. And um, so check that out. The links are on our Facebook page. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see you again soon. Ray, people will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. They turn up your driveway, 
not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door as innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course, we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. They'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. For it is money they have and peace they like. Ray, just sign the papers. And they'll walk out to the bleachers. Sit in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. They'll find they have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines. Where they sat when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game. And it'll be as if they dipped themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick that I'll have to brush them away from their faces. Ray, when the bank opens in the morning, they'll foreclose. People will come, Ray. You're broke, Ray. You sell now or you lose everything. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good, and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come.